This episode is brought to you by Plate IQ, your accounts payable automation and expense management solution. Plate IQ works with over 20,000 restaurants across the nation, and they work with restaurants all over the spectrum from Michelin star to QSR and everyone in between. So Plate IQ uses OCR and OCR stands for optical character recognition, and it's the technology that recognizes text within a digital image. So like I said, Plate IQ uses OCR in deep machine learning to eliminate the manual data entry from the accounts payable process. So now you can automate the full life cycle of your invoices from the general ledger coding to the bill payment via Play IQ's vendor pay network. Ooh, let's dive deeper into that vendor pay. With Play IQ's vendor pay, you can seamlessly flow from invoice upload to paying your bills. You can earn cash back on invoices from over 180,000 vendors. And just the fact that you're paying your, your vendors online is a win. I mean, no more paper checks. Woohoo! Am I right? Also, with Plate IQ Vendor Pay, you can see what's due when and schedule payments by check, ACH, or Plate IQ card. And we've got to mention with Plate IQ Vendor Pay, there's no escrow. You don't lose flow. In other words, no money leaves your account until it's received by the vendor. Lastly, I've got to point out that Plate IQ isn't just for the restaurants, it's also for the vendor. Actually, vendors love Plate IQ because for the same reasons you love it, because it makes your life way easier and you want to keep your vendors happy because that will give you leverage in negotiating your terms. Everyone, you and your vendors can filter through a digital filing cabinet and see which vendors have already been scheduled for what payment. Your vendors won't have to hunt you down. That means no more phone tag and everybody loves that. And then lastly, vendors participating in Plate IQ's vendor pay network love it because it shortens days sales outstanding by 25%, aka vendors get paid 25% faster. To learn more, go to plateiq.com slash unstoppable. And if you use that link, you'll save at least 25% off implementation. I don't know about you, but I am always blown away by how quickly menus get destroyed at the end of the night. It's like they're either soaked, soiled, or torn by our patrons. It's almost as if we're sending them into war every night. Well, if we're sending our menus into battle every night, we might as well send them in equipped with the same materials the U.S. Navy SEALs use. That's right. TerraSlate, the creators of the world's most durable paper, created the industry-recognized waterproof menus by using the same exact materials they developed for the U.S. Navy SEALs. Their menus are not only 100% waterproof, but they are also rip-proof, which means you can have a better-looking menu that lasts. Now, I know a few of you are listening to this thinking to yourselves, who needs indestructible paper when I've got these fancy laminating machines and uh, these menu jackets with a plastic sheet that goes over the menu to, to protect it? Well, yeah, okay, maybe those tools help you keep your menu looking lively longer, but not that much longer if we're being honest. Am I right? And how much time and money are you wasting relaminating or rejiggering slash replacing those menus after they do eventually get worn out? I'm telling you, there is no 
better or easier option out there than TerraSlate. TerraSlate menus have been saving money for restaurant owners and managers in tens of thousands of restaurants around the world since 2014. Each menu is self-sanitizing as TerraSlate's proprietary antimicrobial nano-coating is added to each one. And get this, for free on every menu order forever. Ordering the world's most durable menus is easy. When you're done with your menu, when it's time to roll out a new menu, just recycle the old ones and head to www.terraslate.com. It's that simple. So a huge part of industry conversation and focus right now is currently centered around the topic of leveraging technology to streamline process and reduce the workload to offset this stupid labor shortage. That's why I'm excited to present to you Hello Slang. We can all agree that missed calls means unhappy customers, and unhappy customers means lost business. Let me put it a little bit more directly. When you miss calls, you lose business. Yeah, I know, Eric, but staffing's so expensive, and with the cost of labor going up, do I really just want to pay somebody to stand by a phone? Seriously, what's a restaurateur to do? Well, meet HelloSlang.com. Never miss an opportunity due to a missed call again. HelloSlang.com uses AI technology to understand your caller and give them answers immediately, 24-7. HelloSlang.com expedites orders, reservations, shares hours and specials, and answers any custom question. Plus, HelloSlang.com can automatically text callers important information like addresses, directions, menus, anything except Yelp reviews, but let's be honest, who's going to miss that? Am I right? HelloSlang.com works with casual dining all the way up to fine dining concepts across the country. And yes, I know there is this concern of losing the human touch. And that is one of my biggest concerns with technology like this too. But one of the reasons why I love HelloSlang.com so much is because you choose which calls get forwarded to you so you can preserve the human touch. And I should mention it only takes 30 minutes and it can be even faster if you choose to go with the white glove onboarding process. To learn more, go to HelloSlang.com slash unstoppable for your first month free and no long-term commitment. Again, that's helloslang.com slash unstoppable for your first month free. First step is putting it into the universe. This is what I got to do with my whole life, you know, is balance between these things. I want to help support someone take off with their wings in a way that they probably had never seen themselves. I guess one word to sum up criticism for Doug would be balance. You got to find some more balance in your life. We both have to do what we're doing in order for it to succeed right now, right? Do you have plans to work here again in the future? Or? Um, if you offered, I definitely would, 100%, like, without a second thought. Don't worry about the people who aren't there. Focus on the people who are there. The, the mental stress of owning a business, like, it doesn't stop. This is the story of Seven North, a little coffee shop in a little town in New Hampshire. Are we, is this like, I feel like, is this winding down? It sounded like you yeah, said. Yeah, do you have, well, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I just want to, I want to address like one specific thing. Yes, for sure. Because you brought it up and Kat brought it up and then it happened. Okay. You took Mondays off? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. I did. Yeah. Because you said that you thought he needed like one day off. You can't be creative seven days a week. Yeah. You, yeah. You just said that. Kat 
Cat in our interview with Cat, like the, her main focus was like you need to like before you even start a business, you need like a balance, mm-hmm. life and being in your business. And uh, when we started this project, you were open seven days a week. You always talked about how much it kind of sucked to be open seven days a week. Mm-hmm. So like. And the other thing is, man, like, Eric and I used to work for these pizza shop owners, right? And then, like, I felt like in my – they never – like, they just were fucking always there, always working, even if they didn't need to be. And it felt to me like the reason they didn't want to take a day off is because they didn't want to admit that they needed one. Mm. Like, it was fucking ego. It was like, dude, just like – Well, that's why – You I think that you're so necessary, but, like, just chill for a day. That's, that's why – that's a big part of why I took the day – took a day. Um, because I knew that it was my own ego that was not allowing me to take a day off. Endurance-wise, physically, I could keep on going. Mentally, I was hitting a wall a little bit, but like I really care about that because I want to be present for people in my life, and I just wasn't. But the biggest reason was pride. It was if I'm being honest, it's like, if I take a day off, everybody is going to know that I needed a day off. So I'm going to look weak, weaker when the truth is, that's just my fucking ego. And everybody thinks the opposite. This guy's crazy for not taking a day off. Exactly. (laughs) And and when I told people, when customers would walk in or whatever, and I'd have a little conversation, they're like, good, good. Yeah. We need you here. Yeah. And the only way you're going to stay here is if you take time away from here. What's up and welcome to episode five of the story of seven North. This is a sort of epilogue afterward. Where do we go from here? Type of episode. The caboose, if you will. Welcome to the show. My name is Jared Parisi. As you know, I'm your host and I want to use this time to talk about ego and pride. At the end of my interview with Jeremiah Vernon, he suggested we all sit down with Doug for an interview wherein he could address Doug directly as his mentor. Eric and I jumped at this opportunity. The four of us sat down at Seven North to talk through Doug's pain points. I, th- I think you said, well, you know, you get like, you, you find yourself, you're excited, then you get bored, and then, then what happens? But yeah part of my love of being self-employed is like every time you find a moment of boredom, you have the freedom to do whatever the heck you want. I mean, right. like you can just make up your next thing that you're going to tackle. Right. And like, you know, your cold brew and right. then trying to get stuff on. I mean, right now we're trying to get stuff on trucks and distributors and et cetera. And that whole process is, you know, in some ways it's boring as hell. It's getting UPC codes, et cetera, but it's really interesting to tackle something as big as trying to get, you know, thousands of quarts of bone broth onto a truck. Yeah. It's exciting. It is. Yeah. And it's opportunity. Right. right. And, when you find yourself getting bored like that, I mean, what do you do about that? Well, I don't get bored. Or or you find yourself losing the spark or like the, the creative energy or, and I just want to say one more thing is I think no one can be creative seven days a week for weeks on end. Yeah. That's why I've had to take yeah. a day because I was starting to lose it. And that's why going back to those like last couple of weeks in January, um, I felt myself like my brain literally could not think of the next thing to do. Yeah. So I was like, like it was all robotic. Nobody can be creative seven days a week. (laughs) 
interesting, Jeremiah, and I think I agree. Even though taking that one day off every week probably hurts Doug's ego, in the long run, it is better for him and better for the coffee shop. I mentioned in episode three that you need to make sure that you are happy and healthy before you try to touch the lives of anyone else. This, for a business owner looking to hire employees, is essential. Your mood and your disposition affect your employees, who then impart your treatment of them onto your guests. It sounds selfish, but the number one person in your life should be you. Take care of yourself so that you can take care of others. Kudos to Doug's customers for encouraging good balance in Doug's life and business. Now, what does Jeremiah have to say about losing enthusiasm and direction in your business? You know, Doug, I think all of this, you know, if you, you know, walking into the cafe and you just feel like, where do I step next? Like, I just got in the door, but I have no idea what to do after that. I think, you know, I had, I have very common or very similar feelings. And, you know, I think I mentioned, like, for me, making a schedule for myself was a huge thing. My point is, a lot of these, you know, like business planning activities, at least for me, when I started my business, felt too cerebral to even like apply. But once I'm in it, like taking a mission and then breaking down goals and objectives and then action steps, and then like you're like, what do I do? And you look at it, and it's like step one is this, and and then you just do it, mm-hmm. and then you find that it's just a lot easier to actually follow a path with some, you know, and sure you're going to have deviations or whatever. And like for me, that has been so grounding for our business and for us to actually like look at a mission and like live it. Mm. all the way down to an action step because then we know like we're doing like for example like we want to sell non-gmo rotisserie chicken well we need to raise chicken so like you know action step one is order chicks so we do that and it's done and then we just move on through the whole process and then there's no reactionary stuff it's just all planned out and then you can be in the present because you know the future has some logic already right you know laid out into it it's safe to say doug had an action plan leading up to now but what is he supposed to do now that he's open? Nobody climbs a mountain only to turn around and go back to where they started. Unless, of course, they are actually ascending a mountain peak. Nobody will scoff at a person's ability to aim high and build a business. But the afterglow of creation only lasts so long. What will illuminate Doug's path now? How will he determine the proper path forward? I think owning another business is is more than even having another kid it is so tremendously complicated and you know many of us come with one experience but not all the experiences so i had a lot of experience farming no experience running a business and i'm learning on the fly with that and um i mean this is a little off topic but doug one question i had or curiosity i had with you is like when you started the cafe it's my understanding you had no coffee cafe experience or business ownership experience and I think that's just so interesting. So Doug's idea, Seven North Coffee Co., has been unsympathetically ripped from the cushions of his mind. It stands now against the hard, sharp edges of reality. Right now, Doug does not know if he has equipped his business, his idea, with the proper reinforcements to withstand the real world, the public eye. He needs to rediscover the passion that got him where he is now and utilize it for the trek forward. What I really want is for somebody to listen to this and to get a true understanding because the audience is people who are thinking about opening up a restaurant 
or just starting, whatever it may be, um, to think about why and is it wrapped up in ego? I would just say, based off what you just said, two takeaways for me is I hope you can find passion again in your business because it's hard to run a business that you don't have passion in. And I think it's interesting if it is pride that got you this far. Well, that's powerful pride, and you could you could ride that to a lot of success if you wanted to. Right. It's a question of whether or not you're going to end up liking when you get where you know where you get to. If if it's not if there's no passion there at the end, so I think if you compare those together, that's that that would be pretty powerful um, to have that type of drive and pride and passion all together. Right. Could do right. quite a bit. Yeah. I, yeah. I. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess so. The question I would ask people, like if someone who's listening, is be clear on your driving force. Is it passion? Is it ego? Is it because you care about your friends and you don't want them to look at you like, bro, you said you were going to do this and now you're not doing it? which is all wrapped up in pride and ego. Um, And I didn't even think about that until we all sat down and had this call because we're all here now. And it was a conversation that I had with Jeremiah early on and the jokes that we used to make about opening up this place if it became available. So... So it started as a joke, and, <laughs> and, well, and, and now people, we're sitting here <laughs> with that, a lot of but pride. That's, but that's what I mean, and we talked a lot about manifestation uh, the first time we sat down, and I still believe that to be true. And maybe is this my way of proving to myself that manifestation and, and manifesting is real? Like, this is... This is <laughs> complicated i'm not like for me it's not a plus b you know it's it's uh you know as you guys may have noticed like my brain is a little bit weird right i'm not like yeah i've always wanted to own a car people always ask me have you always wanted to do this no (laughs) but i'm a weird guy so i don't know what is your biggest strength I have no idea. Is it pride? I think pride could be considered a weakness. Well, that's what I was going to, that's what I was getting at. And it comes up a lot in the show. Cause I ask all my guests, what's your biggest strength? And they're usually like, you know, risk taker. And then I'd be like, what's your biggest weakness? Risk taker, you know? Yeah, it's and it's, it, it's always the strengths and pride is a double edged sword, dude, because you're, yeah, I don't look at it as a strength at all. Your pride will get you is that what you need it will give you the, the courage, you know, the, to show up and to execute and to follow through with what you say you're going to do. But it's also at your own expense. Yeah. But it's, I think it's a matter of just being self-aware of that, you know? And then I think the other thing we really need to do is figure out, what your true driving force is because that's going to be what drives. And this can just be an appendage of that, the greater picture. You know what I'm saying? Like when I say this, I'm saying the cafe, right? But we need to figure out what it is that is Doug York behind every great restaurant, behind every great cafe is a great person. I think you are a great person. I hope so. 
but the we got to figure out what it is that you're passionate about. What's driving you, and like we need to help you reconnect with that. Yeah, well, I, I told you guys you caught me on a weird day. So <laughs> yeah, so you don't have to answer that today. Um, but I think going forward, it's going to be. I would like to kind of almost put you through the curriculum and connect you with the people I know that can help you put words and execute what needs to happen. And maybe a week from today, you're like, you know what, Eric? Fuck this. No, he just nailed it. What? That's the end of like. So we were gonna say, you know, we're doing like, you know, four episodes, maybe we'll call yeah. it. Like, that's the end of the four episodes. Like, you need to go through the system. You need to go through your network to find your next step. We got up to this point, like the prequel, if you will. You're here now. Now the next step is like you need to go through the process. For the past two years, Doug has been completely consumed with creating this business, and he succeeded in doing that. So what now? Sell coffee, yes, but how do we improve the game? How do we make it work for us? Doug needs a new project. I sincerely hope you have enjoyed this journey, and I thank you for accompanying me. Like Doug, I too need to reevaluate what I am doing. My tunnel vision has brought me here to this moment when I utter the final word of narration for this podcast. For you, dear listener, it ends here. But for me, the creator, my work has just begun. Editing is a much more complicated process than capturing. The moment I end this recording, that process begins. Wish me luck. The Story of Seven North podcast was produced by Eric Cacciatore for Restaurant Unstoppable. It was written, narrated, edited, and produced by Jared Parisi for Sue Madre Podcasts. Original music, mixing, mastering, and production was provided by Doug York for Seven North Coffee Company. To find out more about Restaurant Unstoppable, head over to www.restaurantunstoppable.com. Sumadre Podcasts can be found at www.sumadrepodcasts.com. And you can find 7 North Coffee Company at 7northcoffee.com or at 56 Lincoln Street in Exeter, New Hampshire. The story of 7 North would not be possible without the support and contributions from Jeremiah Vernon, Kath Gallant, Alex Sweat, Beth York, Leo Holtzman, Patrick Martin, Amy Parisi, and Marilyn Kellogg.